Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by this to our podcast, you give these films a second chance. This week. On the podcast is... Tony's pick. <laughs> Put your phone down. Uh, Tony, you can rent that on Amazon for $3.99. I already own the DVD. I'm just saying, just in case. Hey. Like that movie, Tony. Yeah, there's fucking dead air. 1997's Scream 2. We did Scream 1, so I said, fuck it, let's do Scream 2. We want to do Scream 3? No, because Scream 3 sucks. Okay. You think Scream 3 sucks? Real bad. Worse than this? Yeah. Yeah, who's the killer on that one? Uh, is it, I think it's uh, Amanda would know. McHandsome or whatever his name is, right? McDreamy? Patrick Dempsey. McDreamy? I think it's Patrick Dempsey. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. You did tell me he was in that one. Yeah. You didn't make sure tell me he was the killer, though. I think he is. I well, that's how I judge him, was who, the, who the killer was. No. Um, well, this has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 82 with the critics and 58 with audience. And Metacritic gives it a 63. Um, I have reviews. I always forget to do that. Actually, I didn't forget the last time I skipped it. Just to upset you. He had him. <laughs> well, because I knew it was going to be a long episode, so. This is from AJM920. Okay. Scream 2 is brainless, pointless, horrorless, and plotless. This okay. movie is not only not the least bit scary, but it is totally brainless. People act stupid. Like the part where the guy walks up to the reporter with blood on his hands and she assumes he's the killer? How stupid can you be? Like the killer's going to walk right up to you with blood all over his hands. He's working something out, this, this critic. Well that's, <laughs> the, well, that's the thing is, that guy's got blood on his hands. Yeah. And he did say, until you find me. <laughs> um, this one is uh, Riley Hebert. Okay. Mm. My favorite horror movie. What? This is the best horror movie of all my of all time, in my opinion. This is even the best horror movie in this series. Best screen movie. <laughs> best screen movie as well. He disagrees, John. <laughs> a lot of people will think that the first one is the best. I honestly think that this one is better than the first. Okay. This also has the best killer in the series. Uh-huh. All in all, I love the movie. The Jack from Roseanne? And the guy who played Deadwood, yeah, Seth Bullock or whatever he is. <laughs> all in all, I love the movie, and I recommend anyone who wants a good horror movie to watch it. <laughs> yeah, was it Seth Bullock? From Deadwood. No, it's, um, what was his name? Damn it. I can't think of his name. I don't know. He's oh, like a favorite actor of mine. My... Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, but in Deadwood, his name. Oh, I don't know his name in Deadwood. He's big on Justified, but I haven't watched that yet. Everyone keeps yelling at me. I feel like Timothy Oliphant is really missed his calling as a great actor. He's so good. And he just does not seem to get the movie roles. I didn't do Welcome Back to the Podcast because everyone in this movie is like a million. There's like a million people in this movie. Yeah. But uh, it was directed by Wes Craven. Obviously, Welcome Back to the Podcast from uh, Scream. And he he also did the Nightmare on Elm Street series. So does he know if it's Kirsten or Kristen? Yes. Okay. He's Christine. The writer is Kevin Williamson. Also, Welcome Back to the Podcast from Scream 1. Uh-huh. He also wrote some Vampire Diaries. 
It's starring Nev Campbell. Welcome back, obviously. Jamie Kennedy, welcome back. Courtney Cox, welcome back. David Arquette, welcome back. All from the first screen. Omar El- Omar Epps, who is uh, not Seth, welcome back. back. but he It was- is Seth Bullock. Seth Bullock? And Deadwood. Oh, okay. okay. Who, well, he was a hitman. He was in Dracula 2000, a probably upcoming episode. Does it have to be? It doesn't have to be, but... Uh, Jada Pinkett from The Matrix 2 and After Earth. Yep. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Did you just really say Jada Pinkett like she was in this fucking movie? I mean, she, 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 fucking, she was in this like fucking Drew Barrymore was in when this. When you sorted by top billing, though, she gets yeah, like you, fourth She was billing. like fourth billing. Like, why the fuck is she fourth goddamn billing? I feel like that was a Drew Barrymore. Omar Epps was a better fucking actor than this. Well, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. She was in Buffy. And Cruel Buffy. Intentions. I think you'd like that. And Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Um, Not Buffy the movie though, because we've done that. I still Buffy know what you did series. last summer, summer, or I kind of remember what you did a couple years ago, or which I still know. Yeah, totally forgot, but I'm I know what you. She's in. It's I know what you did last summer, and then I still know what you did last summer, and she was also in Scooby Doo. She played Daphne. <laughs> which sometimes I think about doing Scooby Doo just to make I've never you guys... seen Scooby Doo. You never saw? I've one? never seen any of them. I've also I've never seen Velma, and I'm not watching that shit. Well, yeah. actually, I. I've never seen it. Maybe it's But good. I like trash, so I can't... Like, that is no guide. I'll she watch likes me. I'll watch me. Let me check the rating on Scooby. Well, this movie was le- released less than a year after the first screen. So what, they were shooting this while they sh- the first yeah. one came out? Within six months. It. They were shooting this within six months. And the movie within a movie is called Stab, and Robert Rodriguez directed that. I want to see that. Starring Tori Spelling. Yeah, Why? and, and Luke, um, Wilson? Owen, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. I was Owen Wilson. Um, the uh, usher that hands out. And wait a minute, hold on, I'm not done. And David fucking Schwimmer. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I could totally do Scooby Doo. I mean, it would shock me if you couldn't. <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Lillard as Shaggy. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. All welcome backs. <laughs> Come on. Well, the usher that hands out the masks and stuff at the beginning is. Uh, not an actress. She won an MTV contest to get that role. Really? What else has she been in? Nothing. Nothing, because she won a contest <laughs> to be in that role. And it was not her big break. No, <laughs> no but that's cool. When you want to win a contest and you get to be in a movie? Doesn't seem right. I'll take two. <laughs> Tony apparently tried to win that contest. Is that what you said? No, I tried to win the one on Buffy. Oh. <laughs> and then we watched the episode and this, this girl runs up to one of them and gets... It's been kicked in the face and Vic was watching us. I bet that's the one that won. <laughs> but um, the movie opens at a movie opening. Imagine mm-hmm. that. It's a sneak preview of Stab. Which I don't think they do as much anymore. But back in the day when I worked at a movie theater and before, it was, it was good times. They would show the movie a few days before the movie actually came out and they'd have posters and all kinds of shit. And I never saw anything this elaborate where they gave out entire well, ghost face killer outfits, but still, those were Yeah, good they're times. losing their money on the ticket price because if it's, uh, what is it, seven bucks, eight bucks a ticket? And yeah, then, and, and this then, is promotions. I could see but then them each doing... one of those costumes has got to be worth five, six bucks. Yeah. But so. I could see them doing this And then they're losing of... money because they're giving half of it to the damn movie theater. You could see. Well, I was having a thought and you were interrupting me. You could see them doing this kind of promotion in Hollywood where, like, the big, you know, if they were doing it at a theater that was in fucking Hollywood or maybe a theater in New York City where they were, try- like, a 
you know, a, maybe a really well-known theater, or like at the maybe the Jimmy's Alamo, theater. maybe the Alamo Draft House, which is a pretty well-known place at this point by right. people who watch movies. Um, but like, I couldn't see them doing this in Joe Blow, wherever the fuck they are. Well, outside of the theater is a huge arm cloak, an arm in a cloak with a knife moving up and down in a stab motion. Maureen and Phil, Jada Pinkett and Omar Epps, are in line to see the movie. They're doing a good job making us dislike Jada. Yeah, they are. Or Maureen. Yeah. She doesn't like horror movies, and it's she just... doesn't like white people, either. It's just a bunch yeah, of white... Yeah, which is why it's really weird that their names are Maureen and Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that I have a cousin, Maureen, and her dad's name was Phil? <laughs> because these are white people names. I had an uncle, Phil. I'm sorry, that came out really weird. But, like, really, it's very strange that her name is Maureen. Yeah. And she should be Monica. She doesn't like... I like Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. I mean, he could be Phil, but her name really I'm not really a big fan of Will Smith at the moment. Well, she doesn't like horror movies. It's just going to be a white movie with white bitches getting cut up. Phil says, who cares? He likes horror movies. And the tickets are free. Once inside, an usher hands... Why do they get free tickets? Mm-hmm. Never explained. That's what they. That's what promotions did. They give you free tickets. Now I will say, you get them all the time. when I was growing up, they used to do events like at the theater on base, for like when the new Star Wars movies came out and stuff, where it was like free tickets, free popcorn, and it was a whole like event at the. Yeah, we went theater saw all the, on base. We saw all the Star Wars movies. You just great. had to like register in advance because they were gonna sell out. When John and I <laughs> went to see the Dungeons and the Dragons movie, I did not say anything to him, but I was slightly. I did look at the AMC theaters because they're giving out those special D twenty. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're doing no. a special promotion. It's a popcorn container shaped like a D twenty. <laughs> It's apparently super flimsy, flimsy cardboard, whatever, oh. but at the same time, it's only at AMC theaters, and we went to the Regal, because that's the one close to the house, and I really had a moment where I was like, should I ask John if we can go to the AMC just so I could get one of these D20, and then I was like, no, because it's just cardboard crap, and you're just going to throw it away three years from now. What the fuck is wrong with you? I would have bought it for you. <laughs> I know, but it's not sturdy enough to house my like Dyson, so I didn't need it. So we'd have, we'd have put it on something and, and shown I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I didn't want it that bad. You don't need most to... things that we buy. <laughs> we're in, our, we're in our 40s. We buy shit we don't need now. <laughs> I know. We have disposable income. I'm just saying that I was like, I had that thought, and I was like, no, no. Like, I when don't I buy you that, some something stupid, way. like, oh, look, I bought Elaine a D20 popcorn box, then I could buy a new $2,000 watch. That's not, it's fair. It's a one-for-one one kind of deal. You can buy a new $2,000 watch, and I won't say anything to you at all. Mm-hmm. You know this. Well, good. Funny you should mention it. <laughs> Tony, that's not true for us. <laughs> I don't question how you spend your disposable income. I don't question how you spend any money at all. I assume that if you spend $2,000 on a watch, then you can afford it. Mm-hmm. We have. We do not have... Um, we have separate bank accounts for a reason, sir. Mm-hmm. You don't ask me how much I spent at, spent at Sephora, and I don't ask you how many watches. Because I really don't. And I don't ask Carly why she gets a package every day. It has been a while since I got a package. Did you buy something from Polish Pickup? I did. Something. Me too. And I got 
There you go. Maybe five somethings. Oh. <laughs> I only got three somethings. I really narrowed my list out. Speaking of movies, once inside, an usher hands them the screen costume, Ghostface. Basically the mask and a hooded robe with a large plastic knife. In the theater, most of the patrons are wearing them and chasing each other around, screaming and pretending to kill each other. In the stab movie... We didn't get any of the same ones. <laughs> It's Heather Graham playing the Drew Barrymore role from the first movie. Yep. Maureen runs to get popcorn. Omar scares her with Poor his Heather outfit. Poor Heather Graham. She really had a shitty career, didn't she? Uh, she's all right. She, she lived. She survived. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had a, 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 um, a good run. <laughs> so Omar scares her, but they fight. They fight, but they make up, and she goes to sit back down while Phil goes to pee. In the stall next to him, he hears someone making some weird noises... He and thinks he, he's whacking off. He leans clo- his ear close to the stall. But that's not what... <laughs> and here's what's amazing, is that the fucking killer knows exactly where his fucking head yeah. is through the goddamn wall and stabs him through the ear hole. Right. Through the partition. That partition is heavy-duty plastic. It's not metal, but it's And he wants plastic. to know what love is. Well, he's How did showing... he get that through the plastic? Yeah. Especially with that knife. That but, shit um... was half an inch thick, and it's like heavy-duty shit. The killer puts on Phil's jacket. Heavy shit. And goes to sit. Yeah, next, like nom. sit did next you do to Marie. Mercury switches. Did we have one that was shit. No, no, I didn't get that one. <laughs> I want to know who that is. Is that <laughs> This is my wish list. I bought everything that was. Hey, on. you know what? You can talk about this with <laughs> the podcast. So he sits next to Maureen with uh, the jacket on, but he still has his ghost face mask on. She so believes close. it's him even cuddling up to him when she gets scared from the movie. Well, why does this guy covered if in blood? I don't like it. Because Omar, he's wearing Omar's jacket. Who bled on it? But I actually bought this instead. Elaine, <laughs> shut up about the podcast, the, the nail polish. As the Drew Barrymore ter- character so is... I was like, I really want a coral polish. ...stabbed in the movie, so is Maureen. The crowd well, goes I crazy. I cream from Hollow Taco so I could get the peeling base. <laughs> All right. Is that done. vegan? And uh, five free. free? <laughs> <laughs> He's seen some hollow taco videos. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple. <sighs> sorry, I can't. Help That's not hollow. Look, taco. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unlike you and John, me and Carly don't text each other every day. We see each other when we podcast That's or when I we play demo. I don't text Tony once a day. I s- <laughs> text him more. Than way more than that. So we. We very rarely ever text. (laughs) We save up our conversations so we can talk about them in person. And unfortunately, we got distracted. Well, there's the group text. There's the group text. I like that. Which one? Breakfast is like a sunrise. Uh, We're not helping. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Elaine wants to know, how do you talk to someone that much? I'm like, I'm not always talking to Tony. Sometimes I'm talking to the people in the group. Sometimes we're just talking to other people and getting reactions. Well, this is the one I wanted the most. (laughs) Like, you just want to throw something out there and see how the rest of the crew reacts. It's like... The crowd goes crazy. And doesn't notice that Maureen is actually stabbed to death. They do until actually. she climbs up to the screen and starts to scream herself. Even still, they, they kind of think it's a stunt. Well, because if this is a fucking movie about people getting stabbed to death, you wouldn't be like, ah, is this part I of I would. At this big giant event. Yeah. I would have already when left. When they were handing out fucking costumes, I'd be a little worried. Yeah. I would have already left because I need people to not talk during the movie unless it's me. <laughs> and they were so annoying. Like this is a Rocky Horror Picture Show crowd. Yes, it and is. And a non-Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I am not into. Like 
if the you're Rocky at a horror picture show is actually very entertaining when you get yeah, no, if you're at a Rocky horror picture show, you know what you're getting into, and that's a then good great time. But this, I'm here to watch a horror movie, which I would never go to watch. A horror movie. <laughs> I mean, but I would I'm too. here to watch a horror movie, and I don't need you yelling. Or being, you know, keep stabbing the screen. Like, no, thank you. I need you to be quiet. There was a point. Okay, so there was like some teenagers in our Dungeons and... There are seven people in the theater for Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Four of them are sitting behind us and are loud teenagers. And there was one point where I said to John, do you think it's worth it to stand up and ask them to be quiet? Because that's where we've reached in our lives. (laughs) And he said no. Do I want to get into a fight with a teenager? We could have taken them. (laughs) <laughs> they were like skinny little fuckers. It was too. three boys and a chick. We could have the two of us together could have taken them a hundred p a hundred percent. Because I'd have to fight the three guys, and she'd have to fight the girl. I would have taken one of those dudes out. Hundo P. She would have anyway, pulled my I hair, but I don't like, care about that. Fighting any but I've been <laughs> those boys before. Usually when the movie starts, they shut up, and they did. They did for the most part. They were still a little loud. Yeah, but they would they would react to things like "Don't go in there." But, but that was whatever. I'm okay. With like that. they were mostly quiet. They didn't really say very much. But at the same time, there was a small part of me that was like, I can't handle four teenagers every once in a while making a comment. There was no way I could handle this. If Cross was there. I probably would have because then I would have had Cross. I am a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And which Jiu Jitsu? Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Sorry, I've been drinking. Yes, and <laughs> I can take a punch and keep going. Said, you said He's six feet tall and yoked. It doesn't they, matter. They, they, they would not. Now. They would not have expected me to do much. Three of them would have attacked you, and I would have taken one of them out from behind. Because when it comes to you, I have no right. fear. Uh, we could stop talking about taking out a group of teenagers. I just said it. <laughs> we all are well over thirty. <laughs> You're twice as good as a teenager, and then some. I'm just saying we could have taken them. It, that's not the point. The point is, I could never have been in the audience for stab. <laughs> Even if they were eighteen, you're twice as good. What's the then some. What is the best uh, movie? One of the best movie going experiences you've had. What movie? Rocky Balboa. Really? Yeah. Well, why was it? Um, so I went with my dad uh-huh. and some friends of ours, and we just had a really, really good time. The entire theater was loving it. Really. The entire theater was just into it, and we were. All, it wasn't like people were talking at the movie. We were all like reacting at the same time. Yeah. And the fucking vibe in that room was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's that's part of. Part of this is a movie example, but when you go to a movie theater and the and the crowd is locked in, like mm-hmm. Avengers, where for me it was Avengers, the first one, fucking amazing, and Endgame was amazing. They were just so well. No, it was just the the crowd was locked in. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw Avengers together. No, we saw one. Endgame. Yeah, Endgame we did, but uh, we saw Endgame with the kids. And the other good one the, uh, was Avengers. me and Carly when we went and saw the uh, Quiet Place. That's what I was just thinking about. Quiet place. I because you've seen it. You could have heard a pin drop in that room. Dude, I couldn't pour a drink because it was too fucking loud. Everybody was so fucking quiet and watching this movie. I was like, anytime there was a noise, everybody was like, yeah, it was so awesome. It does really help when the entire audience just dialed into it. Yeah, and I will say, John and I went with my sister to see Maverick, and we went to that was the Dolby version. And we went to no, the IMAX. No, I the new the one. We went, we went to the IMAX, immer- the IMAX immersive theater. Nice. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Survival. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Take off again, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a movie we went and saw and everyone cheered. That was Endgame. 
Was that Endgame? Yeah, or it might have been Infinity Wars. Like, like no, not a Marvel movie. I feel like it, I feel like there was a movie we went and saw, and just the whole fucking theater cheered because it was, was it so Rocky fucking Balboa? awesome. That happened. No, to I don't me remember when I what it was. Saw saw you didn't go see Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. What? I think it was with my mom, amazingly. It, it was the land the before time. the whole crowd <laughs> did or, cheer. Which one was five years <laughs> I don't know. Me and the kids used to go to the movies together a lot when, like, during the summer when they were off from school. Because uh, my days off are always in the middle of the week, so we would go to the dirt mall. But I feel like I cannot remember what movie it is, so I guess it didn't affect me that much. But I've been to a couple movies where the whole audience fucking Army cheered. Army of Darkness. The first Army of Darkness. That and that's, ending, that's fucking cool. Spawn was actually kind of fun, believe it or not. Spawn? Yeah. I went and saw Spawn with a bunch of friends in high school. That was pretty cool. Same kind of deal. Everybody there like was there to see Spawn mm. and loved it. Nice. And then John Leguizamo came on screen and kind of ruined it. Well, but other than that. He's so great. He's the violator. He's so great. Even as a big... No, he's not. I want, you to, I want to take your attention and point it to the movie The Pest. He's so great. <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> or so great. Super Mario Brothers. He was fucking terrible. Um, I enjoy that movie. No one enjoys that movie. Super Mario Brothers? Yes, it's so... It is You get so the idea that they kind of explain what Mario Brothers yeah. were, and then whoever wrote the script had never played the game. Yeah. You know what? I might pick that for my next pick, and we can all enjoy it together. Carly has never seen it. Well, your next, know what your next pick is Carly's birthday. That's true. It kicks off my birthday. Oh, does it? All right. Well, then Veto. All right. Speaking of movies. Then I'm I guess I have about to my cousin. between my two options for your birthday pick. Mm-hmm. Well... Kevin Costner or Julia Stiles. Oh, shit. I might be sick. Um, <laughs> we cut to Sydney Prescott. You know what? Vic's been saying he wants to do the podcast. I think Mario what Brothers movie? is the perfect time. Yeah, Mario Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> I don't even know no. if he's seen that. I don't care. If he wants to be in the podcast, <laughs> he's going to We cut to Sydney Prescott in bed. She gets a phone call. The caller wants oh. to play a game. But Sydney has caller ID and tells him to piss off. Back in the day... You had house, you had home lines, house lines, where it was just a phone attached to the wall. And you didn't know who the fuck called you at yep. first. So eventually, well, they had star 69. You could find the number But if you out. star 67, it blocked that. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a game that we played back and forth. And then eventually, somebody came out with a little teeny box that would tell you the name and number. It was called ID. Yeah. <laughs> name or number of anybody that called you if, you know, it was available. And that's, that was what she had in this. And back then, most numbers were available. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, she got she has that, so she tells him to fuck off. She's uh, like, "Well, Corey Gibbs five 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 oh three nine two, whatever the fuck it was." He gets scared, and hangs up. Sydney's roommate asks if she's okay. Her name's Hallie. She's just a good chick. She says, "Hallie's yeah. a top shelf friend." Other than pressuring her, pressuring <laughs> Sydney to go to a sorority party, well, she's to using make her fame to get good. into sorority. And other than in the original draft of the script, she was the killer. <laughs> that would but have been it, interesting. But it leaked online, so they had to change it. Um, yeah, but that was like six people. I know, but that's... that's <laughs> this is 1997. I know. It was like one of the first scripts that leaked online. The first 40 pages. Wow. But, um... I want to know. She says, look, it's just because of the movie. Once the movie calms down, people won't be calling me anymore. It'll die off. Yeah, she was the killer. Less top shelf. Certainly things would have died. <laughs> she turns on the TV, but it's an interview with Cotton Weaver. <coughs> Bless you. Cotton Weary. Is it Cotton Weary? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not Weaver. <laughs> thinking of Dream Weaver. Cotton Weaver is a fucked up name. <laughs> Your spell check. That's right. Cotton Weaver is a fucked up name, dude. 
Yes, he's the supposed killer of Sydney's mom. Like beer drinker. Wow. Holly reminds or, Sid that they're or, supposed or to make old smoker. Supposed to make an appearance at the sorority party. Sid isn't too enthused by that, but she begrudgingly says it's okay. Are you right over there? No. <laughs> All right. We broke Carly. <laughs> I broke Carly. That actually doesn't happen very often because she laughs so easy. It's actually pretty hard Usually to break Usually we break Tony. Yeah. So we're having, uh, we broke Tony. I, I like it when I unintentionally break you because that's the best. I get so, I get that warm feeling oh. in my tum-tum. Oh, you sound Miller me. Oh. I'm sorry. Anyway. You actually have to be really tired to break <laughs> I'm still going. Because <laughs> it was that good. Open your mouth. A college girl runs up to Sid and tells her to turn on the TV news. It's reporting that two Windsor College students were murdered at the STAB premiere. They don't really mention that she goes to Windsor College yet. No, John and I were like... Was it the high school she went to? We were trying to figure out how they were connected to Sydney. Like, because they were definitely not the first one. God, it was so fucking ridiculous. Because there were no black people in that high school. Yes, there were. And actually, they are connected to the first movie. They tell you that later. Yes, but we couldn't. But, but I didn't remember that. that. There's but no way you'd know that. At this point, it'd been a while since we had seen Scream Two, so I was like, we were. Because you like, never no, go. I don't watch Scream. Which one? The second one. And I'll tell <laughs> you. And I'll just tell you this now. We don't have to get to the end. This movie's not that great. However, the first time you watch it, it's awesome. Is it? Yeah, because because they would... fuck with you so hard at the end, and that's all. It, you're, it's annoying now. But it's cool the first time you see it because you're like, what the fuck is going on? All it this stuff. I saw but this now, in the theater. But now oh, I've seen all of them in theater until I saw the first one in the theater. The second one, I'm not sure about the third one. I don't really remember it. But I also saw the fourth one in the theater, and then after that, I think I got married. The thing I like the most about the third <laughs> one no is when theater. they're running around that movie set. That's the third one, and Jane I know. Silent I Bob's said Strava? that's the that's, yes. That's ah. the thing I like the most. About, that's my favorite scene in the third one, one when they're running around the movie set. I remember when Jane and Bob were in it, and it was cool. Now because they were, they're in the other one. Yeah. Now if they were in a movie, I'd be like that's fucking lame. <laughs> oh, honey, you're so old. <laughs> oh no, they fucking suck. Oh, honey, you're so old. <laughs> you look tired. You just told me I was fucking old. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. That was just for that was just for effect on the podcast. Emotional damage. Tell her to open her mouth. I thought open you were your mouth. Emotional knapsack, and then I was gonna be like, "Wow, open emotional your mouth." Knapsack. No, wider. No, that's a song written by Ross and Chandler for their band. Oh god. <laughs> right on. We're just trying to get the sound. It's been weird since I've been gone. I'm gonna play her our new song, "Emotional." Well, Sid wants Sid wants to talk to Randy, another survivor from before. As she leaves. Because um, I'm going to go to college with one of the people I went to high school with, and it's going to be Randy. As she leaves the dorm, she's Well, they probably have swamped. a shared moment because yeah, they're they almost left alive. With reporters. He follows her there because he's a fucking weirdo. Because he's... Obsessed with her. Yeah, he loves her. That's so maybe she didn't set out to go to college with him. Oh, no. maybe but she didn't mention her. where she was yeah. going to college. He's like, huh, he set me out too. to go to college with her. Me too, immediately <laughs> you know right now. Open your mouth. Case. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stop telling people to open their mouth. It's gross. <laughs> well, it's just Unless that person is Joe. Wider. Open up and say, ah. <laughs> we cut to Randy's film theory class. Sarah Michelle Geller is speaking about the fallacy of violent movies to real life violence. Joshua Jackson is there for some reason. Who is only in this fucking scene. <laughs> like, I was like, is he and in this? I don't remember him being in this. And, and then he's, he's not in this the rest of the movie. And his character's called Guy in Film Class. <laughs> yeah. And Timothy Oliphant, Mickey, is there too. Then it switches Who, to the sequel argument. Which, I'm sorry, I'm like, wait a minute. 
How old is Tim Lee? And why does he look like he's fucking 30? Yeah. He's 29 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a little too old for this. But... He's not in goddamn college. Yeah, no. John doesn't look it up. So, well, how old is he? he look it up. Like, oh, well, was, he was 29. I was thinking that about, like, I was like, isn't that dude too old? Is it? <laughs> yeah. So, Actually, I've had this you secret conversation at work let me every, just, last let me just week. Say, Everybody. You can go to college at any age. I'm currently enrolled in college classes. Which funny, it goes exactly class. like this. <laughs> Every everybody, time. everybody has a sequel argument, and everybody has the same. It always starts with aliens, yeah, and then goes to Terminator, Terminator Two, and then someone ultimately always says Godfather, Godfather Part two. two, and they're like, "Well, yeah, you got me there." Yeah, and well, then somebody always says Empire Strikes Back, ninety-seven. Yeah, and then you're well, that was part, was of, a part of a trilogy. Yeah. No, it wasn't. They're like, no, he wrote the whole thing. No, he yeah. didn't write the whole thing. He yeah. had an outline. Yeah, it's whatever. You go back and forth, and then um, a lot of that stuff is. It's hard to uh, nail it down. And is Empire better than uh, New Hope? No. I like Empire better than New Hope. But my own, the only thing I like about Star Wars is Han, Chewie, the Falcon. Everything else can burn in fire. I don't really like much of it because it's not a very well thought out story. No. Well, it came well, out in 69 or something? 76. Yeah. Jo- Joshua Jackson. This was, so um, Dawson's Creek didn't start till 98. No, Empire is 80. Uh, Jedi Two. was in 83, I think. Really? Yeah. No. Because I saw Empire in the theater. You sure? Yeah. We were like six. No, I saw it because it made me... I hated the movie because I thought... Han, I didn't understand what was going on because I was little. And you thought and Han, Han Solo died? I thought Han Solo died and I thought Lando Calrissian did it and I went home and I took Lando Calrissian and I tied a string to his, his leg and I threw him onto the fucking power line. And he hung there for years because <laughs> I was so pissed that Lando betrayed him and killed Han. And I was like, and I'm not going to see Return of the Jedi. And my mom made me go see Return of the Jedi. And I was like, oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I didn't understand what happened. How did you get your Lando back? I, I never did. It just rotted and fell off. And I do want to say that Joshua Jackson in 1996 did D3, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and Dawson's Creek didn't start till 1998. So, so, this, I think this so guy... he was not... Joshua Jackson. So he was yeah, like he the, was that fucking kid from Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. I think All he. Right. I think the guy that wrote this did Dawson's Creek too. Maybe. So I think that's probably why he was. Well, okay. But you look at him now and you're like, that's Joshua Jackson. He was huge on Dawson's Creek. Right. But no, he was that kid from Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's like when you see uh, like Bradley Cooper in The Wedding Crash. Like, holy shit, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. But he wasn't Bradley Cooper yet. He was. <laughs> Although when you see Bradley Cooper in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you're like, whoa, Bradley Cooper. Well, he was barely in that. That was that, but that was a a, a mega star cameo. <laughs> You're right. It was a very small part. Like, it was <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds in uh, Train. What was that Train movie? Uh, Money Train. Bullet Money, Train. Bullet Train. Bullet Train. John that, was watched, best, that was the best cameo. John watched that without no. me. I still haven't seen it, and I'm upset. No, the best cameo ever was um, Matt Damon in Eurovision. Oh, Trail. yeah, that's true. Or I'll go. That back. was so good. Uh, second good. runner-up would be Brad Pitt and Deadpool Two. <laughs> like, wait, he did. No, Brad no, Pitt. We <laughs> talked about this last week on the podcast. Your favorite cameo ever is fucking um, what's his name in Tropic Thunder. Tom yeah, Cruise. Tom Cruise. But Matt Damon in Euro Trip is fucking unexpected and yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but he's more of a character in Tropic Thunder because he's yeah. got a couple scenes. Matt Damon. Just yeah, but nobody knew scenes. that was Tom Cruise in the beginning. I know you were watching like. Who is that? Yeah. And then it came out that it was Tom and Cruise. Then it was a huge like, reveal. Holy fuck, that's Tom Cruise! <laughs> well, it's just like Matt Damon in Deadpool planet. 2. He's one no, of the trucker dudes. Oh, no, no he was. He yeah. Him and uh, the guy from Firefly. Yeah. 
And um, it's like baby wipes. You see, you got baby wipes <laughs> that get you clean. Like how the fuck did why? Yeah, because they're, they're all he buddies. calls it a llama bite. A llama bite. Well, I watched that not too long ago when Lane got worried. So I was like, ooh, llama <laughs> well, bite. Well, Sid tries to talk to Randy about it, but Randy isn't hearing it. He doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff. And she's like, it matters. This is about our life. And he's like, I don't care. But Jerry O'Connell, who plays Derek, is her boyfriend, runs up and kisses Sydney, tells her to open her mouth. As they leave the building. <laughs> now, I don't know when it was, but I know I had discussed that I think Jerry O'Connell is a shitty actor. Okay. And I think this movie proves my point. Do you ever see Tomcats? You ever watch Sliders? I have watched Sliders. I do not remember Tomcats. I know it's a thing, but I, I don't remember it. What's What's Gary Busey's kid's name? He's in Jake. Yeah, Jake. I Busey's do like man. Jake Busey though. Yeah, he's in Tomcats. You gotta watch it. And um, uh, Nadia from Fucking American Pie. She got well. Uh, uh, Shannon. What's her name? Shannon too, though. Shannon something or other. The other girlfriend's in it too. Beth or something. Mm-hmm. Shannon, some the girl from uh, Jack Frost. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. She's in it too. It's not a good movie. No. Mm-hmm. I saw that with the booty banner. Okay. Yeah. Sliders was shitty. Yeah, it was. It wanted was a to be quantum leap, but, but it wasn't. No. No. Uh, so they see the because campus. Streets. You know why? Because it did. Facial hair. No, it wanted to be quantum leap, but it wasn't. And do you want to know why? Jerry O'Connell's a bad actor. Because it didn't no. have um, yeah, no Scott Bakula. No baby got Bakula. It had no baby got Bakula. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell has no Bakula. Don't it's Elaine's favorite joke of all time. It is. It was so good. Baby got Bakula. Yeah. It's a quality joke. It is. So, it's so, so good. as they leave the building, they see the campus streets are filled with news vans, including Gail Weathers. Courtney Cox is back. Her hair is way better in this movie. Yes. This movie has the best Courtney Cox hair, hands down. Well, considering she normally has very bad bangs, yes. Well, her hair in the third one is out of control. <laughs> a yak swig would have been better. Yak I don't know swig. what the fuck she's doing in that movie. <laughs> Look, she'll be there for you. This movie has... This is... Courtney Cox should have kept this hair forever. This is the best hair she ever had. I they even mentioned it in the movie. stripes. Oh, no, but, but Dewey likes the stripes. <laughs> yeah, we want Dewey but the likes. hair cut was good. It was the best one she had. Yeah, he likes the stripes. <clears throat> this was before she got worked on it became weird looking. Uh, I feel so bad. When you see her now, you're like, oh, you were a, pr- you were a very good looking older very lady. Good. Why did you do that to yourself? Well, she said in an interview she regrets it because she doesn't recognize herself in the mirror now. But she was a very Which at least she admits she it. fucked it all up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too bad they can't. Can they fix that? No. Because the more you get, the more you look like Michael Jackson. Or Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton still looks fine. If you try to take yeah. it out. She looks really scary. Dolly Parton looks bad, too. Who? Mickey Rourke. No, yeah. He looks like Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton is... Dolly Parton has always looked artificial. So she's, she's a flesh golem. It's okay. So she still looks fine. Her hair is bigger than her face, but she still looks fine. Well, that's nothing new. <laughs> I mean, but... <sighs> Yeah, those are scary. Those are severe. You uh, screamed three quarter yeah, I, fell out, I of, uh, see a picture. I fell out of a high school, per, you know, play of Cleopatra. Bad bangs. It's so terrible. Like it is micro bangs uh, that you cut yourself after a bad breakup. She looks like this Seth Gecko from Dust Till Dawn with those bangs. Mm-hmm. It's oh, so the bad. Caesar comes. Glad a Caesar. Yeah, think? but you know who shouldn't have a Caesar? Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. 
I want to look like Scott Steiner. So he wanted to look like Scott Steiner. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird because Rick Steiner's your dad. Right, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have a blonde Caesar. (laughs) Scott Steiner had four M and M. I did see John dye his hair blonde once in a orange. I did mine blonde too. (sighs) We know frosted tips. No, I had blonde blonde. (laughs) Look like Guile. Don't Sonic booms all over the place. Like, stay golden, pony boy. All right. So she's talking about the murders and uh, how the, they'll drive like up. JCVD, you you'd keep it. No, not, no, no, no. The God, cartoon. From the game. <laughs> you have any pictures of that? <laughs> I don't think so. I bet Vic does. Yeah, I have blonde hair uh, on the sides through most of high school. I got pictures of that. But... Why do you always want to see terrible pictures of Tony? It's fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever show Tony terrible pictures nope, of you? Never. Which if you funny, have any? Should I send your mom a text message? No. Yes. Because the last time we went to visit John's mom, oh God. she gave him an envelope that had an old detention slip in it. <laughs> you were suspended from school in 1994. So do you remember why? I'm like, no, it was 1994. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> she gave it to him. Because she's kept it all these years, and now she wanted to have it. I'm like, why the? F-? I'm like, you hang it up at your desk. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> it's not Frank Sinatra's mugshot. No, it's the detention. Is, I do have that on my desk. Yeah, I know. Figured. Parents, it's awesome. parents keep weird stuff. Old report cards, art projects, not all my kinds parents, of things. But I, I hear that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a bunch parents. of weird stuff of the kids that someday I'm going to give them. And my mom always gives me weird stuff when I see her. You know, once every four years. And um, she'll give me some weird stuff that she found. That she let me make some air quotes. Found in a drawer, which is always weird report cards and stuff like that. But this was so funny. I'd like to inform you that your son has been suspended for cutting class. It wasn't a perfect detention slip from when you were in the third grade. (laughs) It was a detention slip. (laughs) And he was so upset about it. He's like, "Why do I want this?" And she's she's like. Then, okay, so she always co- and, makes But also in, the, in there was an immunization card that had one fucking immunization done in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad to have, though. It's proof you got yeah, it done. Yeah, proof you got it done in 1980. I have my original immunization card. My mom gave that to me when I became an adult along with my social security card. That's not weird. It sucks. Uh, one thing I had that was cool, um, I used to have a little tin that had various stuff in it. Your teeth? My teeth. Did they save your teeth? Baby teeth. And oh. and a part of your umbilical cord? Because that's no. not cool. Parents <laughs> do that too. Sorry to gross you out, Carly. No, that's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> what I did was I saved every movie ticket of every movie I went to, and I wrote down mm. who went to see it with me. Oh, it oh was that's really not weird cool. at all. It you was still really do cool. that? No, I don't do it. And you lost After I tape? lost them, I didn't do it. And I did that with concert tickets too. So I had a fucking stack of movie tickets like that, and you flick them out, you're like, Vic, 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 Vic. Okay, it's not very interesting. But <laughs> it was cool for a while because yes, it had the date and all time. It turns to me. Yeah, time and date of every movie I've seen and who saw it with me. It was really cool, but then it got fucking wet and ruined them all. There was I, no for Ben? Sorry, Ben. No, Ben was there. Everybody. I. No joke. I have the concert tickets from Weird Al in my wallet. I don't know why. (laughs) Joe's explaining our friendship to somebody else, and he goes, well, we've only really known each other for a few years, but it's more like 30 years with credit. I was like, how is it credit? Because we know all the same people. I was like, but I didn't know them for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) But you and Joe are like this. This? Like this. We played mini golf 
four games of mini golf with that dude over the last two days. That's a, that's a lot of mini golf. You were there for most of it. Uh, not most of it for two of them. I was ha- for half half of you it. You need to play mini golf with us it. because I'm terrible. She's, I'm also pretty terrible. She's also got more hole in ones than me because she's terrible. I have two. I have so one. anyway, I have let's, two. let's 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 try this out. Let's do a podcast. I, <laughs> I don't want. I'm... What is she scoffing about, or is she having an episode? We're not doing a podcast. Who we does are doing that? a podcast. Who does the podcast? Gail said that these murders will drive up the box office for Stab. Oh my God, we're still all the way. In yes, the- we haven't gotten to page three yet. That'd <laughs> be quick. It's a Tony episode. Gail, yeah, well, Gail has a new camera boy, a camera guy. She's breaking in, um, and a lady, Debbie, who's Lori Metcalf, Metcalf, walks up to Gail and gushes over her about her book. Says she's a super fan. She voices concern over more violence versus real life and would like a quote. Gail insults her and leaves. Says, look, I know you've built this up into your mind that I'm this big thing for you. Get lost. Local sheriff... Gail is a terrible person. Yeah. Local she, sheriff she's a hoe. Uh, gives a statement, uh, but Gail keeps interrupting. All of Sid's crew watch... Did you just sit on Achilles, you knucklehead. <laughs> watch the press Sorry, my conference. dog just sat on your dog. Let's have it happen. Watch the uh, press conference um, from the campus grounds. The sorority girls appear um, and talk to Sid, Portia. What's That's her last Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca Gayhart and Portia Hor- Horrible Eyebrows. What's her name? Portia De Rossi. De Rossi. Yeah. He wants to add a la. He wants it to be Portia De La Rossi. <laughs> of the Rose? Yeah, maybe. They're very interested in having Sid pledge. Because she's famous. And then a clueless idiot is wandering around, and we find out that that's Dewey. He came to check on her. So we have, like, a hundred possible suspects now. Dewey says that if this is a copycat killer, he's trying to be another Billy Loomis. They're probably already in your life, Sidney, so be careful. Sid says, yeah, she figured that. So he says he's going to hang around and keep her safe. Gail walks up and asks for a quick interview and uh, uh, has Cotton weary with her. He says that uh, Cotton says he forgives her for basically ruining his life, but Sid is enraged and backhands Gail and then runs off. Cotton is confused because Gail told him that she had agreed to this interview, but she had lied. So Gail storms away and runs into Dewey. He gives her shit because in her book she made him look like an idiot, because he is. But she apologizes. And blows him off. If this was a scheduled interview, it wouldn't be off the cuff in the street. Um, so he should have known that that was not right her ass. what it was. Well, but, but <laughs> Gail, to be fair, Gail really did help get him out of prison and prove yes. his innocence. So he does trust her to some degree. But she agreed, so we're going to have a chat in the street where we take her by surprise. No. <laughs> I mean, some, well, Cotton didn't know. But Dewey Cotton definitely Weaver. is like, no, you're a bitch. And His brother Dream. <laughs> you said all this horrible shit about me in the book. And she's like, it was just a book, a character in a book. He's like, I feel like, named me. He mentioned specific pages, which I think is funny because he read her book. And she doesn't say, oh, you read my book, which she should have. <laughs> she is very into her book and herself and her frosted tips. Nope, sorry, that was Tony. They're ribs. <laughs> that night is the big sorority party. Uh, Sid and Hallie are there. Cece, Sarah Michelle Geller, is alone at a different sorority house, and she gets the call. 
The killer she questions says her. says that she's the sober sister. Sober, sober sister. sister. Yeah. So she stays home to make sure everybody, she doesn't get drunk or anything to make sure everybody gets okay. But the killer questions her and does a little game with her that from the first scream, but says that she's going to die tonight. She goes to the door to lock it. And she goes to the door and locks it, but then she hears a loud bang from upstairs. She runs out front, but and she has one of the back in the day we had portable phones because we didn't quite <laughs> have cell phones. That's one thing that's cool about the screen movies is they always take advantage of the current technology. Technology is kind of a bane for horror movies. It's one of the things that really is hard to make it right. Horror movies is technology. Like Jason doesn't matter anymore because we have GPS. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. <laughs> Just stab him with a GPS. And but, he's over there. But this movie, still over there. All the screen movies do tend to take really good. Uh, Taking into account, and they use tech. it. Yeah, and in this they have portable phones, which are basically just a landline, but you could take the phone off the hook and walk a certain amount of distance. So, so she you, walks out. So you could lock yourself in the bathroom while you were talking on the phone to your friend. True. So she walks out front to get away Did from the house. Did you do that? <laughs> yes. You and didn't? No. I went, I was, I had a car. I drove away. But once you get to a certain length away, it would start breaking up. And so she goes out of the house and she tries to call campus security, but she keeps losing connection. Use the portable phone a lot because we had a pool, so you'd take the phone out to the pool so you wouldn't miss a phone call. Cause what if we didn't have a pool. You were at the pool. We would go out with our friends. And then you would leave the portable phone, and it wouldn't be on the cradle, and Mom would be like, who took the portable phone? And then you'd have to search the phone, the house for the portable phone. Like you push the button. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, was, that was later developed. That was not yeah. always a feature. <laughs> There's a reason why they developed that one. But it was almost always a I don't know. Dun, 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 dun. You yes, you do. <laughs> um... She heads, in the bathroom for some reason. She heads back into the house because her she doesn't have signal or whatever. And another girl shows up, comes out of the back, her to death. scares her to death, and says she's leaving and goes and is going to the party. As they like, talk, I'm coming too. <laughs> I'll stay sober <laughs> at the party. <laughs> she left the front door open though, and as they talk, you see Ghostface sneaks into the house, and now he's in the house with her, if he wasn't already. Um. Now the phone rings again. It's the killer again. Cece locks the door, and she walks around the house terrified, which is kind of stupid, but the killer stabs her and then grabs her and throws her off the, I yeah, guess, three-story building. He chased building. her all the way up into the attic. Yeah. And, yeah, and she her falls and splats her No, around. she doesn't fall. He throws her. Yes. Yeah. Like she's a fucking Frisbee. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't come back. But it, they make it look like she falls at least we six gotta do stories. Yeah, it looks like she falls from the top <laughs> of the building. She's falling for a long time. But it's time. probably like two stories. What if that holds up? Should I pick it for Carly's birthday? You should pick that for Carly's birthday. I'm not picking it for Carly's birthday. Please pick it for Carly's birthday. I'm not. I'll be your best friend if you pick it for your Carly's birthday. I'm not. High stakes. You are my best friend ever. I'm like, it's, it's, it's got a 42, already. man. We can do it at any time. What movie? At PCU. Oh. I've never seen that. Don't be that guy. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see. It's because I said you snagged the bee. Oh. Because that's my favorite line from PC. It was the movie where I fell in love with Jeremy Piven. Oh. Yeah. So it was a short-lived love affair, I hope. No, I really liked no, him. Entourage. Said John no, John watched Entourage and loved him. Oh, that is <laughs> loved him. I forgot about Entourage. John like most people. That, <laughs> well, that doesn't hold up too well because he says some shit in there you're not allowed to say anymore. John loved Entourage. I did. He got mad at Jake Gyllenhaal because in Entourage, Jake Gyllenhaal took Vincent's place in Aquaman 2. No. This is a true statement. He also hates Mandy Moore because she cheated on the character of Vince in this TV show. 
That's John true. The second one is not true. Some emotional. That first one is not true. I didn't hate Jay, yes, Jake Gyllenhaal because of that. I like Jake Gyllenhaal just fine. No, you I don't. didn't hate Mandy Moore because of that. I also hated Seth Green. Yes, you also hated but, Seth Green because he was just an asshole on the show and he get his ass whooped, and he did. I mean that. And me also, know. it was no big loss with Seth fucking Green. I mean, I mean, I also didn't really care for him after Can't Hardly Wait. No. You also weren't a big Buffy fan. I, so. I kind of like mm. Seth Green. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> but you like him from Buffy because he's awesome yes. on Buffy. Robot, but but chicken. <laughs> yeah. He's also Scott. He's oh, yeah. He's pretty much the best part of all those movies. Though. No, he's not the best part of the fucking Austin Powers Austin movies. Austin Powers movies? Yes. No, he's not. He's not yes, even he in the is. top fucking five. Like yes, he is. Awesome. You don't like Rob Lowe? As a younger... Number, number two? two? Number two. Hey, get get your, fat bastard? No, I don't like that. Dr. Evil? Mojo. Austin Powers himself? Oh, Machine Gun Jubblies? Lost your mojo. We're watching Austin Powers later. Nice. Well, we will not. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not buy the nail polish that was based off of the Austin And I'm going to let you pick one or two. We're not watching three. That movie's trash. Yeah. Because I'm trying not to buy too many nail With polishes. the weird dad subplot. Yeah. But it was cool to you, Michael Caine. Hey, you want to talk about this I movie? I told sure, myself I wasn't going to buy that many next So what's Sydney up to? Well, she's at a party with all the main characters. three. That was so good for me. Where they hear the news about Cece. Doosh! And it's not that they have terrible pizza. The cops are everywhere. Something happened at a different sorority house. Gail and Debbie show up and try to get the scoop. Derek tells Sid to grab her jacket so they can bail. Sid goes inside. (laughs) John was so mad. So she comes to this party. It's a fucking frat party. She takes off her coat and puts it on the couch walks away. Yeah. Um, Who the fuck does that? I said somebody doesn't care if someone steals her coat. Yeah, apparently. Or if he gets vomited on or... (laughs) Stepped on. Spilled on. I'm thinking someone's going to yak on on that. (laughs) Well, the other option is throw it in the bedroom where somebody's going to fuck on it. Mm. (laughs) Well, there's that. Or you just don't wear a jacket. Right. (laughs) You leave that bitch in the car. I know. I've done that. You freeze from the fucking... Car somebody was to the like house. taking a nap yeah, under a, a bunch of coats. And when you walk in, there's a hundred people in there. It's <laughs> fucking hot. It's in Antarctica. <laughs> then you guys go to parties. Jesus Christ! What? I don't know. I couldn't understand it either. It went too high. Because oh. she's so high. So Just a freaking fucking movie. voice. She's so low. Jesus Christ. With David Hyde Pierce and you and McGregor and the and the magazines. What the fuck? Was I'm that down movie? with love. I'm down with love. <laughs> that wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> well, but it features a scene of a party where there's all these coats on the bed, and then somebody's laying on the coats, and then somebody starts fucking on the coats. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what happens at a frat party if you put your coat on a bed. How do you know? I've never been to a frat party, but would you be okay? So if you went to a party and a you wanted party. to fuck, and you went to a bedroom, there was a bunch of coats on the bed. Would you fuck on those coats? No, I throw no. the coats on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna fuck on someone's coats? What if you were drunk? Still throw the coats on the floor. If you're, if you're of sound mind to fuck, you're of you're sound mind to move the coats. You're not sound mind. Not, you're drunk. Then I'm not men, fucking at a party if I'm drunk. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how the man thinks? Little PSA right here. If the man is drunk and the woman is drunk, neither one of them can give consent. Stop pretending that men are taking advantage. They're drunk. Still, <laughs> we throw the coats on the floor because you don't want to put, you know, you know you buttons to... up her ass and she's not comfortable. <laughs> I don't think drunk college dudes care about that, but okay. I think you think too little about college dudes. College dudes want them to be comfortable. That way they'll have sex with you again. <laughs> that math checks out. 
Trust me. So Sid goes inside. Oh, no, I've you, never you, had you've sex. You've never with been a male of this age. You don't have the information. I don't know. I've never had sex with a college dude. I just said it. If you would stop talking and let me talk, then you would have heard it the first time. I wouldn't have to repeat myself, you crazy person. You had sex with me when I was in college. But I did. You're right. I had sex with you when you were in college. You're uh, correct. So she's a liar. Yeah. You're oh. correct. I... Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa, guys. The <laughs> <laughs> <Z> guys. <laughs> Watch so, it. Watch it. Sid Sid goes inside, and while alone, if you write a witness of assault, it's Zigaiz. It's like, that's a hell of an insult there. Whoa. Oh, wow. Which, is he Joshy Z or? Tony Z. Tony Z. <laughs> so Sid goes inside, and while alone, the phone starts ringing. She can't help herself. <laughs> But she she answers it anyway. I would never answer the phone. I'd become one of those people that didn't have a phone. Shields up. It's Achilles trying to You're gone. It's the killer. Achilles. He jumps her. He jumps Sid. Derek runs around the back, goes inside as Sid's running out. Dewey limps inside too. He finds Derek on the ground with his arms slashed open, bleeding. Which is supposed to be suspect, but you're like, nah, it's the boyfriend. The police question everyone. Mickey sits... It's was, fairly obvious that he is not the killer because he was outside the house when the killer was in the house. She saw the killer in him at the same time. Yes, but there's always two killers. No, well, there's not always two killers. Well, the, That's ridiculous. The other movie, there was two killers. So your but brain tells you there's know, two killers. But she boyfriend. should know that that's Which is ridiculous. why it's not going to be the boyfriend right. now. There's no way it's going to be the boyfriend. When I saw this in the theater, this I knew movie, oh, Hundo P was not Jerry O'Connell. No, yeah, but this movie tries really... And I think it's, like they said, part of the is the script got fucked up because of that. But they try really hard to make everyone a suspect in this movie. And by a certain point, there's like 30 suspects. And you're like, look, dude, I, it's cool when there's like three. But when there's like 30, you're like, I don't care. Really? <laughs> so I remember there's a small part of me that kept waiting for Dewey to forget that his, he had nerve damage and use his arm. Because oh, yeah. he was the killer. Oh. Even though I knew he was not the killer. But still, even I, this time, I'm like, I just want him to forget there that he was, had nerve damage. When I saw this, I was surprised by the one mm-hmm. of the killers. The other killer I called halfway through the movie. I'm like, that guy's the killer. Mm-hmm. There's no reason he's around this much and he's not just, that's the killer. Because he's Jerry O'Connell's best friend. The other one, I was like, oh, didn't see that one. The coming. other one always bothered, well, I mean, we can say who it is, it doesn't matter. The mother. The mother. Bothers me because every time I watch it, I'm like, didn't fucking Sydney see her? But then it's always like, well, she's always off to the side or something. Like, yeah. No, because no, Sydney, work like that. Sydney if, is avoiding if all Carly's, the reporters. If I, yeah, but if I went to a fucking place, if I went to like this campus and they're having a thing, and I saw Carly's mom, I'd be like, there's Carly's mom. But she does say... <laughs> I know she looks different, but how, yes. how different... But, we don't know when she abandoned that family. Well, she like, recognized well, her Well, she knows her. She's like, you're... She had she a look at Mrs. her. Loomis. She looked at her for a second, like... Yeah. Who? Yeah. Oh. Like, she Maybe. had... That one got me. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But I was like, oh, that's also pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th thing, I guess. But, um... Yeah, she can't help Kill herself when she answers... He jumps Sid, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we did all that. The police question everybody. Mickey sits with Sid and tries to comfort her. Hey, Mickey. You're so fine. They watch... Um, Porn. <laughs> no. They watch Derek get sewn up. Mickey says he's fine. He just he just has to stop being such a hero. Why would he go back into the house anyway? And Sidney's eyes are like, wait, what? Like, how the fuck do you know that? But we cut away. Derek and Dewey throw accusations at each other. Um, I'm a suspect. You're a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Let's move on. Yeah. No. You just 
he said, you just showed up and it's convenient. He didn't kill you. They're doing this whole thing. Everybody's convinced everybody else is the killer. Right. Because you want to do that in these movies because yeah. you want to put everybody thinking, okay, well, who's the killer? Anybody could be the killer. Right. At the station, the sheriff is going over the victims list when Gail notices that they all share a name, either front or, or first or last, with a set of victims. Maureen Evans was killed at the uh, movie, movie theater. Maureen is Sydney's mother. Phil Stevens was killed at the movie theater. Stephen was one of the kill one of the guys killed. Casey or Cece Cooper. Cece's not her name. What's her real name? Her real name's Casey. Casey was what's her name? Tits McGee from the first one. <laughs> I can't stand her. No, Tatum. She was Tatum. Yeah. Casey was Drew Barrymore's character oh, that gets killed in the beginning. Who's, uh, Tatum Tits McGee was, was Tatum. McGee. Tatum, oh. and she was not killed yet. He said Tits McGee. I can't remember her fucking name. Tatum, they call her. Yeah, that Tatum. was Dewey's sister. That was Dewey's sister. Oh, was that Dewey's sister? Tits McGee yeah. is Dewey's sister. I forget, man. <laughs> Even Carly know that. I remember that. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. What war, what war did oh everyone lead up and fight? Answer me now. Vietnam. There you go. <laughs> What's can... Murtaugh's first name? Detective. Don't tell him. Detective. 10-4. Detective. Roger. Detective. So Dewey Detective. says it's a copycat killer. Thanks, Dewey. Glad you're here there. My name is Sergeant Murtaugh. <laughs> Who likes GoBots? <laughs> I saw him. No, I still sometimes, what I'm going to say, I saw him in my brain. How'd you know that, like, Sarge? I'll be at work, and my students will be like, well, how'd you know that? And I want to say, I saw it. <laughs> because they're mother and son. And then I'm like, I, they don't, they don't. No, they of course they're not. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Very few people are going to get a deep cut. Fucking by the way, <laughs> that would be Alfred. Who likes Gobots? Very good. Alfred. Alfred, Alfred High. He was painted. Mm. It's a great It was movie. a knife. Hey, even. we should watch Little Weapon. <laughs> it's better than Austin Powers. <laughs> you do have to trade up. John just gave Carly a yes point. That means he too agrees. There is no Austin one Powers who thinks that trash. Austin Powers is a better movie than Lethal well, Fucking I'm Western. Sure Actually, I bet there's somebody. Well, fuck oh that guy. God. I don't care. If you go to Austin Powers page right now on IMDb, there's some 10 out of 10s that say that's the greatest movie they ever watched. It's not better than Lethal Weapon. No. One. I bet. I, there's some crazy people that does say that. I mean, let's be honest. Come on. Yeah. There's some crazies Come out there. Come on. So Derek and Sid walk home. I saw him. Two detectives are following her now 24-7. And they're the worst fucking detectives ever. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to which, that. Oh, yeah. Which, can we, why would they be detectives? I don't they think they'd be, be detectives. They would be officers. I'd get SWAT guys. You know, I mean, some tactical I'd get anybody that's going to fucking, you know, stand around with a gun 24-7 against some stupid Which means college the city or state or whoever is paying for her protection. This Instead of her... Leaving. Riley Marino yeah. likes one of our it's tracks like, on We could pay you all this money to follow <laughs> her around, or you oh. can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just go to Florida or something. But I don't think this, this is done with. The, the state is going to pay for two cops to walk around the city 24-7. No. And it's always the same two cops. What do these motherfuckers sleep? And also, <laughs> and also. No wonder why they got their asses kicked at the and end. And also, Randy's a potential kill, and so is Gail, and so is Dewey. Like, half these people. What makes Sid so special? You know what I mean? They were all targeted to be killed. That's like true. that would be the ultimate twist is you make Sydney the killer. Yeah, I'm wait I've I've been waiting for that, but I don't think that ever happens. But I don't what? know. Maybe there's a new one coming out? Yeah. Wouldn't true. that be some shit? She just she fucking loses. She just it. fucking loses it. Says, Fuck it, I'm gonna start killing people. She's never gonna be They'd the killer. never suspect her. She's at never the end she killer. That's the twist. At she the gets end, away with it. Yeah. <laughs> she's at the end, and you see the mask and the knife, and she's like, ha 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 ha. And she just kills this person and says, Fuck it. All right. So she 
Uh, the cops are following her. On the phone. That's a good idea. The cops are following her around 24-7. Um, Derek comes up and she tells Derek that, look, maybe they need to stop seeing each other. It's too dangerous. Obviously, he's got his arm slashed up and someone's trying to kill her. They need to stop seeing each then other. Then he says, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes <laughs> off of you. The next day in the cafeteria, I guess, Derek, Haley, Mickey, and everybody are hanging out talking about the killer. And Mickey says that he thinks it's Randy. Sid comes to eat, but she doesn't sit next to Derek. This hurts Derek's butt. And uh, so he starts to sing, I think I love you. Um, and welcome back from 10 Things I Hate About You. No. Self-humiliation for girls. So, But it's much is, better than 10 Things. Oh, yeah. So oh, for yeah. the character of Derek in the trivia. Heath Ledger's got much more charisma. That they made everybody perform this particular scene in the audition. And Jerry O'Connell was picked because of his acapella performance. Over who? Everybody else who, um... But we don't know who that is. I don't know. I a bunch can't, of motherfuckers oh, you've never heard of. I cannot <laughs> remember if it said in the trivia or not. He can't have been the but best. This was not good. This was terrible. <laughs> Maybe they picked him because he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They wanted it to be bad. But That's this true. is so terrible. And then yeah. John is like, do you see Mickey dancing? Which Mickey's I had never in the, danced, Dude, Mickey's before. in the back fucking getting it. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So everyone claps and cheers. Derek gives his Greek letters to Sydney. Apparently, that's a big no-no. No, because the Greek brothers well, don't. You're giving your fraternityness up. It's to some both girls. a no-no and something it's supposed they to be do the most all the time. Thing to you is your fraternity, right? Yeah. Because it, they make it it's sound like it's an excuse for them to haze you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, it's because you're supposed to. Nothing goes above the fraternity. Uh-huh. It's a cult. But that's not real. Imagine the core, the core, the core. Yeah. Imagine but the people that burn brand. Things into their arms. They're they're kind of into this because they're impressionable young men are away from home but, for the first time. But just yeah. like and they believe said, anything. They yes. also say this is also something that happens all the time, right? And it's yeah. like a, an excuse to have a party. So Randy and Dewey uh, hang out, talk about stab. Apparently, Tori Spelling plays Sydney. Luke Wilson plays Billy Loomis, and it's it's actually pretty hilarious when Luke Wilson does it. He's a good job. <laughs> He's, like, He's a better actor. And who than do you think gets to play me? Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. So when you watch it, I'm like, I've seen this scene in the last movie, and this is better. <laughs> well, I was going to ask one of my little questions here: is what do you guys think of Skeet Ulrich, and why didn't he make it? I don't mind him. Like he's decent. Um, he's he good fa- in he Scream. He falls in the same category as Stephen Dorff. He picked the wrong roles following mm, groundbreaking roles. So he had a groundbreaking role. You're like, this guy's going to be something. He's got something. And then he picked bad movies. Oh, you think And those it? movies didn't do well, so that kills your career. Because you you're so? right on the precipice of being like a Tom Cruise. Yeah. But Tom Cruise picked well, and these guys did. I feel like now I need to search his RDB. But Skeet Ulrich was in Jericho, and that was a great show and a great role for him. And it was a TV show in the 2000s. Yeah, it's not now where doing TV is okay. Back then, you did TV, TV you were not a movie star. Yeah, he kind of fell into TV normally. Right. But he just made bad movies after this. Because he was an, a good actor, and he did... Good roles, and he well, acted well. acting. Yeah. Says he was in Scream 6. But he... Really? No. They, they that's have, the one that's coming out. They could have had a flashback. Yeah. He was in 64 episodes of Riverdale. And Scream 20, 2022. Like, he has yeah. 46 acting credits and two upcoming. Yes, but he's a working actor, and you have to look it up. Yeah, he only has 46 I don't watch a lot credits. of TV. Though. Really? What was Tom Cruise or in? Or movies. <laughs> what, what was Tom Cruise in? Don't say Rock of Ages. He did? Recently? Yeah. The Top Gun movie. Boom. <laughs> that Tony was watching this morning when I came downstairs. <laughs> what was Skeet Ulrich? She thought it was Rock of Ages. She got mad at me and started leaving upstairs. She's like, I'm going upstairs then. I'm like, why are you going upstairs? She goes, because you started the movie without me. I'm like, this is 
Tom Cruise on a motorcycle with the with the fighter jacket thing on. And you think this is Rock of Ages? She goes, I never saw Top Gun. I was like, just go upstairs. <laughs> All right, so let's discuss Skeet Ulrich. I have one of those jackets. So he was jacket. in oh, nice. 96, he was in four movies. Okay. He was in The Craft, Boys, oh, Albino, Alligator, and Scream. So he was on the precipice of and being then, a big time actor. In 97, he did As Good As It Gets. Also big. And in 1998, he did The Newton Boys. Never saw that. Not good. And then he like fell off the planet. He was in the Soldier Sweetheart, then Chill Factor, then Ride with the Devil. Stop me if you've heard one of these. I have uh, heard of Chill down. Factor. I'll let you know. I have heard Nobody's of Baby, Soul Assassin. Um, he was in a movie called Chili Dogs in 2001 that apparently starred some dogs. Looks like there might have been some. That was after his career hit the shitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, t- 03, he was in Miracles, 05, The Magic of Ordinary Days, and then... He did in 06 to 08, he was in Jericho. And that's all he did. He didn't do any movies while he was in Jericho. He just did that. Lots of people do TV and movies at the same time. Depends. Then in 09, he did For Sale by Owner. And he did three ups of CIS New York. Really? He, oh my god. Alright, we got it. His career went to shit. Yeah. But it's because he, the movies he picked right after this didn't do well. In okay. 2010, he tried to get a late career research. Same thing happened to Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff did 14 Blade, episodes of Law like, and Order LA. Wild Everybody and a bunch heard of that show? And, it's like, eh, eh, and now you're done. You can't rebound from that. Well, Randy explains to Dewey that this is basically. I guess he didn't fuck Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Randy says to Dewey that basically this is a sequel, and there's specific rules for a sequel. First off, it has to have a bigger body, body count. Second, the deaths must be much more elaborate. And the third one, you can never, ever... And then he gets interrupted, so we don't get to hear what it So Dewey asks, so who's the killer? The boyfriend, Derek? Nah, that's been done. Mickey, the Tarantino film student? Eh, maybe. But he, if he's a suspect, then so am I. So, and that's Dewey says, no, wait, you could be a suspect. And Randy goes, yeah, but if I'm a suspect, you're a suspect. Dewey agrees and says, yeah, let's move on then. Randy asks, what about Gail? Dewey says no. He says, Randy says, I don't know, man. She make more money from the book and all that stuff. But he goes, but more specifically, if she isn't a killer, then she is a target. Then we cut to Gail and Joel. Joel says he isn't down for this job anymore, especially after he found out that her last cameraman got gutted. And he goes, she didn't get gutted. I made that up. She gets started slashing. (laughs) Oh, that's much better. But Gail does manage to talk him into staying for a little bit longer. At drama class, Sid wants to drop out of her play because... Which is a solid choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she gets stabbed in the play. Yeah, by a bunch of people wearing cloaks and masks. Um, like, when she, she was auditioning for this, like, yeah, these guys in cloaks and masks are going to stab you. All right, you can fuck right yeah, off. I'm she never this. should have been in this play to begin no. with. She has it's PSTD. Really <laughs> yeah, PTSD. She has an STD? She has MTV? She has a PTSD. <laughs> Shell shock. Yeah, she is shell shock. So she said she has an STD. Is it gonorrhea? No, I said she had PTSD. No, you didn't. I did. We recorded. PSTD is what I said, which is not correct. She has Tel Aviv. <laughs> so we, her teacher, talks her into staying. We watch her run through of the third act. It's ridiculously and, like we said, involves a bunch of masked, robed figures chasing her around the stage, trying to stab her. And yet she's so beautifully, impeccably dressed. One oh, seems to have a ghost face, she though. She is beautifully dressed. <laughs> she is beautifully dressed. Well, she is Cassandra. What play is this about Cassandra? I they said know. something in the trivia about Troy or something. Well, 
they're talking, I mean, in the play, she is the seer, the seer Cassandra, who's be, who seems to be being blamed for the fate of the fall of Troy, which she did not contribute we'll to, but she predicted. And now I feel like I need to read the trivia because I'm intrigued. What movie is that supposed to be? Or play? What play is that? Well, I mean, they just made it up. Who knows? As all the other people on the stage chase her around, one of them has a ghost face, we think. Or maybe she, she just sees that. We don't know. And yeah, the chases after her with a knife. She gets really upset, screams, and then the entire rehearsal stops. Derek shows up to pick her up, but Sid is upset, having thoughts that Derek might be the killer. She tells him to kick rocks. Dewey, Randy, Gale, and Joel are all hanging out. They're trying to figure out who the killer, the killer's pattern. Gale's phone keeps ringing, but she ignores it. Randy finally picks it up and yells at it. Says, "Look, she's busy, but it's the killer." Randy asks what his favorite scary movie is. Gale and um, Dewey start like a search party. They kind of looking around for anybody that's on a cell phone. Um, Which I think is a great scene. And mm-hmm. the killer, the killer keeps taunting Randy, and eventually. Uh, Randy starts walking around too, and he goes near a news van. Uh, the, and Randy talks a bunch of shit to him, and the guy. Fuck you! Killer's in the van, opens the van, snatches him in, and kills the fuck out of him. And then Gail, Dewey, and Joel find him, and they're bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. Sydney's at the library on a computer. She gets a a, a, a a little message from the killer saying that she's gonna die, and. Uh, She's like, what is going on with this? And the person next to her tells her that these are all networked together, so it has to be somebody that's on the computer things. She, you got an instant message. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> she stands what up. What year is this? The police, kind of, the police pull her away to the side and start checking everybody's computer, where Cotton Weary just kind of walks up to her, grabs her, and starts talking to her. She says that Diane Sawyer wants him and her to do a show together. She $10, says, $10,000. She says, hell no. Cotton gets belligerent, then the police grab him and shake him down. Yeah, they can't do that. It's because he was there when an instant message was sent. I'm sure they can't haul him off to the can. Mm-hmm. For what? I mean, is he threatening her? How did he threaten her? He. She could say he did. This is sensitive stuff, man. This is also this is already made up because police aren't following somebody around like that. They're just like, look, just leave. Yeah. Take it on the arches, lady. Yeah, you got family living anywhere else? Go with them. <laughs> Cotton is interrogated at the station. Sydney is with Holly and uh, Dewey. She's crying, but about Randy. She was crying when he met her. Now she's dying to forget her. Oh. Sheriff says the campus will be have a lockdown curfew tonight. Joel tells Gail that you know thanks for the memories, but he's out. And then he gets in a cab and leaves. <laughs> Gail hangs out with Dewey. She says. She just wants to find the killer. Dewey grabs her a large camera bag and says, this is really heavy. Gail says, well, it's got a ton of my stuff that, that, that uh, Joel shot. And then she gets the idea that, wait a minute, if these are establishing shots, then the killer should be in these shots because it's everything on the campus. So Gail and Dewey go to the drama theater because it has a VCR. And then a what? They, <laughs> a video cassette recorder. What does that do? Well, they, the cameras use... Can they just watch on their phones? VHS tapes, no. They can't watch on their phones? No. So they have a... Like I Tony's laughing right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> we gotta go to a... Gotta rewind and shit. Yeah. So they have to adjust the tracking. 
while they're doing while they're watching this, they have a shared moment and start doing hibbity and dibbity. Um, they don't go full dibbity. Maybe a little hibbity. The footage, the footage uh, starts to show all the murders from the murderer's perspective, and Gail's like, I didn't film this, and neither did Joel. And then they look up at the projection room, and the killer is there with the ghost face mask. And he waves, I. Dewey goes and limps after him. Gail runs into an editing room while Ghostface starts to hunt her. Dewey follows. He ends up on the other side of a thick glass, um, like sound soundproof kind of booth. Yeah. Um, while Gail is looking for different ways to barricade the room up, uh, Dewey bangs on the glass to try and get her attention, and the killer comes up behind him and stabs the shit out of Dewey. Gail screams and barricades herself in. Ghostface tries to break in through the door but she knocks a shelf down so he can't get in and then he disappears Sydney and Hallie leave with the police Derek says goodbye uh, Ghostface runs well it looks like Ghostface runs by in the background but when you look at it again it's actually his fraternity brothers they all snatch him up and grab him and tie him, tie him up onto a cross and make him drink beer because he gave up his letters it's like the sun that fate is on in the play. Yeah. It's a set from the play, from and the they're rock. on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostface, <laughs> Ghostface jumps the cops and kills one of them and starts and fucking up. Punches through the, 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 wind, the window, window. And, and then stabs him or slits yeah. his throat or something. Yeah, slits his throat. And then jumps the other one and kills him. Or start, tries to kill him. Puts him on the roof, the roof of the car. No, yeah. the hood of the car. And then he jumps and in and starts driving off. The cop on the hood. They crash. Uh, the cop catches a pipe I'm through like, the face. I'm like, these guys were not prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't get any time off. It's 24-7. With no relief. It worked a lot of overtime. Um, the so one yeah. dude gets out of the car and immediately gets kicked in the head. <laughs> So the best part is the ghost face goes to sleep. He's knocked out. So the Sydney has to fight her way to the front. Yeah. So she breaks in, and now, I'm sorry, I'm fucking curb stomping that motherfucker. Well, there's a gun right there. You just shoot the fuck well, out of him. Well, the gun, yeah. But I'm stomping him in the face. Yeah. I don't care if he's asleep. I'm going to kick him till he wakes up and then <laughs> punt, keep fucking stomping till he dies. Yeah. And then take off his mask. Who is it? I don't fucking know. I yeah. can't tell. Doesn't matter. Why? He doesn't have a face anymore. Yeah. Why'd you stop him that long? To make sure he fucking died. I know who he isn't. My killer. <laughs> so he they have Randy. to. They basically basically have to climb over this knocked out killer, and, uh, and they yeah. start to leave. But and Sydney's of like, the friends, like, no, we can't leave. Yeah, she has to know. So she goes back, and the but, friend's like, "Fuck you! I want to go." Yeah, H- Haley's not waiting. <laughs> Sydney goes back to the car, but of course, when she gets back to the door, he's gone. The killer's not there. And then when she turns around to look at Haley, the killer appears behind Haley and kills the fuck out of her. I like how the killer like grabs her from behind like it's going to be one of those, I'm holding her hostage. Yeah. He's like, nope, kill. Yeah. Back at college, Gail runs into Cotton, uh, who's covered in blood. He says, uh, says he's... Say he found Dewey and he yeah, tried he to Yeah, he found Dewey. Him. She runs outside to a payphone and Debbie is on it. Gail, t- Gail calls the cops, saying Cotton is the killer. Sid runs into the college. She yells for her teacher. Why he would be there, I don't know. But I have no idea. 
Maybe Midnight. he works late. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's where he fucks his students. <laughs> <Maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> that's more most but likely. Gives him the old scream. Spotlight shines Stab. down on her. <laughs> Stab. In the gash. <laughs> Spotlight shines down on her and Derek is lowered down on the cross, tied up and gagged, and this time he's actually beaten up. Uh, she tries to untie him, but Ghostface shows up. He pulls his mask off. It's Mickey. He says, Derek is his partner. And uh, he's he, left him he's alone like, all night. He says, isn't that familiar to you? And then Derek's like, wait, wait, what, what? And then he shoots Derek in the chest before he can talk. Because Sydney's an idiot and doesn't think he's lying. Yeah. So well, Derek's dead. She's heard a rant like this before. <laughs> he's got to be very traumatic. Mickey's like, motherfucker, sad. again? Mickey explains that he wants to be caught. He wants to be famous. Movies make him kill, and the trial will be absolutely amazing. Sydney attacks Mickey, beats him up a little bit. No, but then she gets gone. the upper hand on him twice, and yeah. both times decides to leave. No, look, everybody, put it on receipt. If you have a killer, <laughs> and you get the upper hand, you stomp that motherfucker till he's not moving ever again. <laughs> Words to live by. So, uh, they lead you to believe Gail is a secret partner. Because then, then he's like, he he tells her that he lied about her boyfriend. And then he's like, but here's my secret power partner now. And then Gail comes out of the door. Yeah. Yeah, but like, she's immediately followed what? by Debbie Loomis. No, but what is her name? Shannon Sossaman or whatever the fuck Something her name Salt. was. Salt. Debbie Salt. Becky Salt. Debbie Salt. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie Salt. Who's and then when Mrs. she comes Loomis. in, Beth Sid goes, Mrs. Billy's, Loomis? Billy's mother. Mrs. 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 Loomis? Mrs. Loomis? You know, and this was uh, in the theater. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And it couldn't. is true. She has been <laughs> avoiding the reporters. So maybe well she just hadn't seen it. Teenage her. me was like, well, And I'm sure that up until, I mean, this well, might be 18, one of the only people that would recognize her. Yeah. So she probably been making sure that Sydney didn't see her, too. That's true. <laughs> the only people that would recognize her were Sydney, Dewey, and... Um, you think Randy would? And Randy, maybe, but I don't even think Dewey and Randy would recognize yeah, her. Yeah, we don't know. The only reason Sydney probably recognizes her is because, one, she my mom Billy's slept girlfriend. with your dad, and two, your son was my boyfriend. That's creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mrs. Loomis explains that not cool. she and Mickey <laughs> met on a psycho... That's what they call icky. A psycho <laughs> website. And that there was 97 active serial killers in the U.S. I'm like, wait, that number seems high to me. Mickey was a good find. <laughs> Supposedly now it's 2,000. How in the they U.S.? De- how they determined this? How? I don't know. But yeah. So, I mean, Lewis got very lucky meeting him on this website. 2,000? That seems high. That's what they say. But... No, I don't know. There's Mickey. a lot of us. Well, there's 300 million people in the U.S. and 2,000 of them. Sure. How many, what percent of the population is that? Less than one. Yes, very, very low. Well, yes, less than one. So why does that seem high? Because that's 2,000 people. People are, uh, humans are, pr- are predatory species. Mickey says that he can't wait for the trial. Luma says, well, actually, there won't be one. And then she shoots Mickey like three times. And then shoots Gail. And Gail takes the bullet and falls off the stage. She falls into the orchestra pit. Mm-hmm. Miss Loomis just wants to kill Sid. That's all she wants. No, she wants no. to talk. No, she, she doesn't just want to kill Sid. Or she would have killed Sid before she killed Gail. She Fuck says, you, Sydney. Boom, boom, you're dead. She Yay. says that she was a good mother. 
And no, she wasn't. No, I was like, <laughs> didn't you abandon your yes, family? She yes, throws, you did. <laughs> there's a second. I'm, I'm not sticking up for her. I'm no, just saying what I she know. said. No, I know. This was me arguing with yeah. the TV while I was yes. watching. She yes. throws the other gun she's off like, the stage. Your husband <laughs> cheated on you. You so didn't you have to abandon your son. You abandoned your son. <laughs> she says that your whore mother stole my husband and ruined my marriage. Then you killed my son. Sid uh, does a make, make, made her look thing. And uh, smashes a bottle on her head and runs away. So then Sid grabs an axe and starts chopping up stage. She like stage. goes backstage and somehow she can shut the door. Starts setting up all these special effects and stuff like it's a but Home Alone movie. She works. It. She is in a play. She understands how the set works because it's a small. It's a college play, so they probably all understand how the set works. John was really upset because she was chopping the right rope so the things fell. Uh, yeah, just, no, just no. leave. She <laughs> was chopping all the ropes. That's no, true. she wasn't. It's she was chopping amazing. them one at a time, and she can't fucking see where Mrs. Loomis is. Yeah. Yes, but. She was just, that I shit's she amazing. Was freak she was out. just chopping things, so trying she to. She wouldn't know. She chops one, the fucking thing hit roll right by her. So then she honestly, runs away. She chops one, she roll right by her. Honestly, I thought she was chopping one because she was hoping that something would hit Mrs. Loomis because it raises and lowers things. Like maybe she would get caught in a curtain or one of the backdrops and be, you know. I thought she was chopping broccoli. So I did think it was funny when the. When the boulders fell, I was like, yeah. "Those shits are made of foam." Yeah. That's she's what not getting hurt. She's just going like this. Get off of me! Like, and then she's all like beat up a little bit. <laughs> Loomis attacks Sydney with a knife, but Sydney beats her ass a little bit. Sits, probably taking some self defense classes. Oh, I I'm hope. sure. I'm sure. She should be like a Krav Maga fucking master. I would hope. It could be very different. I mean, so Loomis is getting uh, ready to stab stab Sydney when Cotton runs up with a gun. Cotton has to catch up on everything. Loomis tries to convince Cotton to just kill Sydney. Then he can be the sole survivor. Cotton yeah. says, well, that depends, because he really wants this Diane Sawyer interview. <laughs> Sydney's okay with that, so he's like, okay, and he blows Loomis's Loomis away. It takes it Should I, like, book it or something? <laughs> Sydney checks. Like, I'm in, motherfucker. Kill this bitch. Sydney checks, his, checks Mrs. Loomis, and then we see that Gail lived. And then she goes, but don't they always come back? And then Mickey jumps up and screams and Gil and Sid shoot the fuck out of him because they both have guns. And then Sydney walks over. I was like, that was intense. And then Sydney goes, fuck this, and walks over to Mrs. Loomis and just shoots her in the head, just in case. Just in cases. Afterward. Which uh, double tap. That's important. Afterward, Joel comes back and uh, we see that Dewey's still alive. Amazingly, somehow Maybe that's Cotton amazing. Actually helped him, but didn't call the cops to come and get him out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he didn't. That's why there's ambulances there. Maybe it just maybe there was some five alarm fire somewhere, and it took him a little bit long to get there. I don't know, man. It, I guess it, it's it, Ohio, man. There's a couple of times in this movie where I'm like, it's dark now because it was just yes, light. and yeah. Like, did when, we, how we got, long did, has Dewey been bleeding out in that room? When Dewey, when Gail says, "Oh, we can check the background footage. They might be in the thing." And yeah. Dewey, and they go to the film yeah. hall, and it's Just, dark. Yeah. But it was three in the afternoon. They mm-hmm. walked a hundred yards, and now it's eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And what then when the Dewey comes out, it's the morning. You're like, yeah. And then it's light again. They took a long time. And now, really, really, what got me was. This they tie her boyfriend to that sun, yeah. and they're like boozing all around him. He le- they drop they grabbed him as soon as she left in that car. She never made it to her destination, and then she runs back to campus, and he's passed out on the sun, and everybody's gone. And they leave him there. How long has it been? 
Well, it he didn't say like I thought I was going to be here for a week. minutes. <laughs> I was, oh, now I lost my train of thought. Shit squirrel. Oh, in the trivia, it did say because, um, so Sarah Michelle Geller was filming Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and Nev Campbell, was doing, and Nev Campbell was doing Party of Five. And, like, they shot a lot of this at night because she would work on Party of Five Monday through Friday. And then they would shoot yeah. Saturday night and Sunday night. And then she would go right back to shooting Party of Five on Monday. So, and they only shot nine weeks. So they did a lot of their shooting at night to work around all the actors' schedules. But, still, yes, it was three in the afternoon. Then it's not... Yeah, and, the timing on this is... Yeah. Like, it's not winter because <laughs> they're not in, like... Even they have like light jackets, so it's only and like when, oh, what <laughs> September. It's either September or May, so it's like, <laughs> like it's got to be eight thirty before it gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, the news swarms Sydney as she comes out. They're all asking her what happened, what statement does she want? Da 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 da. Sydney goes, look. Cotton saved me, and if you want to know what happened, you can ask him. So now they all swarm Cotton, and he's he says, yeah, I'm, I'll be happy to share everything that happened for a price. He, no, know? he says, unfortunately, I promised my exclusive to yeah. Diane Sawyer. And that, everybody's got and he a might price. need to raise his price for her. because <laughs> That is the that of Scream. John? Yo! What do you think? About what? About uh, Scream 2. Oh. Uh, my it favorite character? Scream 1. It's what? I don't know who's your favorite character. Well, you put it on receive, I'll tell you. Oh, shit. So, my favorite character? It's Randy. She's the only one who sees the absurdity in everything that's going on here. My least favorite character is Gail. She's just a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene is when Randy gets killed. And he's talking to him on the phone. And he's like, uh, hey. Fuck you! <laughs> Billy Loomis was a pussy! And He's a mama's them. boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite object? No, my favorite line is, "What's your favorite scary movie?" I knew it was gonna be that. Showgirls. Scared the hell out of me. All the time. I say it all the time. This is where I got it. Of course you knew that. Yeah. And my favorite tertiary object is the cameraman. What's his name? Josh. Joel. 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 When Joel comes back, he has Dunkin' Donuts in the old school box, right? I miss that old school box, and I love donuts. That's right. So, favorite tertiary object. And I'll give it a yay. Um, As screen movies go, this is not the best. I think the first one is is the best screen movie. But this is before it got ridiculous, which was shortly after this. I like that third movie. I don't care. You're wrong. (laughs) You're allowed to like it. Yeah, you're wrong. And I do. Okay. But I'll yay this, sure. This is this was a good you know hey we're catching we're catching fire and we got fire lightning in a bottle here let's go so, let's do it to it yeah Carly? nothing too much to do it all right my favorite character is also Randy my least favorite character is Dewey I don't know why but he really bothers me in this movie <laughs> he's like trying to limp into danger and I just I was like oh I'm not sad that he died and then he didn't die and I was sad. <laughs> I don't know why. why just he didn't not die, and I was sad about it. This is from the woman Dewey. who does not believe that people die at all, <laughs> even when they were clearly blown up. <laughs> Officers appear. My favorite scene is the play rehearsal. My favorite line is just in case, because she shot her again. And my favorite tertiary object is Luke Wilson. Nice. That's Skeet Ulrich. That's Skeet Ulrich. Billy Loomis. 
And uh, I'll give it a maybe. I thought it was fine. But I'm not... I probably wouldn't pay attention if Tony were watching it again. Elaine. <laughs> My favorite character is Randy. God, he's so good. Although... Yeah. I did also really like Cotton in this. Yeah. <laughs> My least favorite character is Mickey. Because I think if you're trying to make me believe that anybody other than Mickey is the killer, you need to make Tim- Timothy Oliphant a little less... Psychopathic looking? Yes. Dude, they, I, <laughs> crazy. I rewatched it again. He's got crazy eyes He looks like a fucking time. monster. I'm like, what is wrong with this dude? Like, he's even like... <laughs> like, looking... <laughs> like, he's got his eyes down. He's like, what are you doing, Sydney? I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah, he's what's so, wrong with you, dude? Back he's up. So really was the way from calling her her precious. Yeah, he's so creepy. Which I guess if it really would have been like the roommate, then, then she would have been then, shocked. Then she would have been a complete red herring. Yes, but since he really was the killer, yeah, and he was too easily dismissed. Wasn't the roommate the killer in one of the other upcoming movies? It was in. Uh, well, no. Oh, I was gonna no, say like Happy in, Death um, Day. Happy right? Death Day. Remember. All right, uh, my favorite scene is when Dewey and Randy discuss the possible suspects. Because I just like that whole thing from Randy discussing what happens in sequels to them talking about the suspect. It's such a good scene. It's uh, kind of a callback to the blockbuster scene in the first one when they're at Blockbuster. Yes. Medium. I like that. Which, you mean and I also, in, and I will say it, in the third one when they played the cassette tape that Randy <laughs> left them in a case of an emergency... It's one of my favorite things. It's that so dumb, and I love it. Um, my favorite line is when Dewey says, how do you know that my dim-witted inexperience isn't merely a subtle form of manipulation used to lower people's it's expectations, yeah. thereby enhancing my ability to effectively maneuver in any given situation? It's just good. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good line. And also, he's got a point. And my favorite <laughs> tertiary object is Joshua Jackson. All right. That's a good one. Not as good as donuts. I mean, I mean, one of those is really sweet and this awesome. The other one's Joshua Jackson. Scream is up there. It's one of my all-time favorite horror franchises. You know that I don't love horror movies. What? You? But no, really, her. Like you about I the time really you scared the shit out of her, Tony. I didn't. Like, I didn't make these movies. But you made, made her watch them. I have to. My my. Genre is horror. Do you not listen to the beginning? <laughs> I mean, horror and thriller and things, thriller. Things all you the were time thriller. make me jump and scare and Michael scare Jackson me video. for no reason at all. But I will watch these movies over and over. They're the whole series is pretty great, and this one is pretty great too. So I'm giving it a yay. I'd watch it again. All right, my favorite character is Billy Loomis. Is a tie between Mickey and Cotton. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Mickey. Okay. But he's so crazy. Yeah. Who's kind of whiny. Least favorite character. I like Cotton. Cotton Weaver. I like Cotton, but then every time I watch him, I'm like, he's saber tooth. (laughs) 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 It's so weird. He's Ray Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. He's much badass. More badass. He's a good actor that I wish. Ray Donovan's a piece of crap. I like that show. No. Calling Ray Donovan a piece of crap is an insult to pieces of crap. Wow. Woo. Wow. I really. But you like Lee Schreiber, don't you? Yes, I do. He's a very good actor, and he, and that character that he plays, like he does a fantastic job playing that character. Yeah. But literally, the character of Ray Donovan is a slimy piece of shit. Yeah, he's what's called an anti-hero. And I don't. He's like Tony Soprano. Hold my beer. I hate that show because all the characters are slimy pieces of shit, and John. Because it takes place in Hollywood. I've never seen it. It's terrible. You wouldn't. No surprise. My least favorite character is Mrs. Loomis. Because uh, she's fucking useless? Yeah, my favorite line is the Dewey line, she said. I'm sorry. So, no, no, I don't matter. 
My favorite scene is the Sarah Michelle Geller kill when he kills her because I Drew Barrymore callback. Yeah, because it's a very cool callback to that scene. And she's like, "Oh, she's a big star." And she doesn't die right away. Like, all right, she's a big star and didn't die in the opening scene. Oh, okay. never mind. They got him. Well, killed Jane and Tony was actively watching Buffy at this point. She did her own so stunts. <laughs> he might have been expecting her to and turn this, around and yeah, kick the dude. <laughs> that's her doing the stunt. She jumped off that fucking building? Good yes, for her. because she did her own stunts, a lot of her own stunts in Buffy, and he wanted her to do this, and she was very apprehensive, but she did. She ended up doing it. Hmm. Did Jada Pinkett do her own stunts? I have no idea. Yes, she died. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object is the portable phone. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? The one that CC carries out to the front because I remember doing that all the time you have the phone you talk and then you get to a certain line like, ah fuck you gotta take a couple steps back to finish the phone call you know what I'm about other weird shit and like I said oh yeah this movie it's really only good the first time you watch it and then yeah, after that it takes a long time maybe if you wait a long time you can come back to it but it's the ending is a little goofy but I still I still like it it's, I still love the Scream franchise it's good I mean it's hard because after the first one with the double with the double killer reveal and it was so I mean, good and shocking. No, yeah. I just thought I may and never then, see this movie ever again. Mm-hmm. So I'm never gonna go. Oh, I want to scream two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch Scream three now. Cause, well, um, I want to watch Scream four and five. They're all no, on Paramount Plus. We're watching Leave the Weapon. Well, oh shit. After we did Scream, so one, what's a better movie? Scream Tony three or Leave the Weapon? Tony said he wanted to watch the next. Stop few. laughing! Come on. So I bought him the box set that has one, two, three, and four. Yeah, she borrowed it. <laughs> We had, so yeah, we had it here for six months. He was months. watching yeah, it with his notes on TV with commercials. And he and I was like, why don't you... I know you own it. I bought it for John you. Does <laughs> like, John does that. He was like, it's upstairs. It was not. It was, it, All right. it was under the TV. Touch this is more Did he secrets. touch it from where he was sitting? No. Fucking, can no. you... Is anything sacred with Nothing. No. Nothing. God. No. wonder why we don't share secrets with you. This is no. not secrets. This Not anymore. Slice, this is slice of life. This is the kind of quality podcast you keep coming Slice of life. <laughs> because quality? they want to hear our dumb arguments about oh. bullshit. All right. Because well. if that's not what they're here for, then I don't know why they're here. Mm. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast or email Elaine. She's still waiting to hear from you. I check it She's still waiting to hear from you. I check that bullshit every day. Cobwebs in that uh, email address. Unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We're going to have, you know, we're having our first giveaway. The first person to email at unmoviepodcast at gmail.com will get a special gift. That's not Ben or Audra. Right. Um, neither Ben nor Audra have ever emailed us at that email address, so they probably wouldn't anyways, even if they thought they'd get a special gift. You'll get a special gift. Audra's over here going, I don't want John's gift. <laughs> they signed something or brother. What are you holding <laughs> We'll buy you a copy of Tango and Cash. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll give you a copy of Tango and Cash. Although, and, if you listen to this podcast, and, you probably already have one. And Monster Squad will sign them. I think I have three copies of Monster Squad. <laughs> Tony has a VHS copy. I bought for you. keep that. <laughs> and Transformers the movie. Wow. Are we done now? I made it. Unless you want to tell them what movie's next. Wait, Carly, movie's but next? I can't speak oh, hey. because it's hey. my movie. Next, next week <laughs> on the podcast is Carly's Damn. pick. Wow. <laughs> We're going to see if Cool Intentions holds up. Because I really don't know. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. Well, then we will have fun You know, I'm looking forward to the Tara Reid cameo. <laughs> the only thing that holds up in that movie is Ryan Phillippe's smile. Wow. <laughs> well, 
so Somebody's got some feelings. And Sarah Michelle Gellar are looking at Ryan Philby saying, I want to fuck. Have you seen Way of the Gun? Yeah. It's a good movie. All right, then.